I'm Major Robinson. Juanita Vero. Chris Warden. Barb Sestero. Jim Swan. Adriana Hines. This is Sherry Jarvis. Hello, this is Samuel Enemy Hunter from Lodgegrass, Montana. From Greeno, Montana. From Rocky Boy. From Virginia City, Montana. Helena, Montana. And you're listening to... And you are listening to Listen First. Listen First. You are listening to Listen First, Montana. Hi, this is Chantelle Schieffer, President and CEO of Leadership Montana. Views and opinions shared by guests of Listen First Montana do not reflect the opinions of all of our alumni or organization. We are a large group with lots of opinions, believe me. If you hear something that makes you uncomfortable, we invite you to listen deeply, listen hard, and listen first. Hello and welcome to Listen First Montana, a podcast from Leadership Montana. I'm Marcy McLean, Ishtuwani, Ampskapi Pikani, otherwise known as Blackfeet, and I am the Indigenous Program Director for Leadership Montana. I'm excited to announce the beginning of a mini-series of this podcast focused on Leadership Montana's newest program, the Indigenous Immersion Initiative. At Leadership Montana, so much of our work is about building bridges across divides in our state. The Indigenous Immersion Initiative is no different. Our aim is to build bridges and understanding between Indigenous and non-Indigenous communities and between the many Indigenous communities of Montana. This inaugural class of the Indigenous Immersion Initiative will spend six different sessions together each of them lasting three days. We begin with a retreat at West Creek Ranch, then on to Missoula to learn about the experiences of Indigenous people living in urban communities. We'll then visit different tribal nations, Blackfeet, Northern Cheyenne, Flathead, and Fort Peck. When we visit tribal nations and listen and learn from local community members, our strategy is to ask them what they want to tell us as visitors to their homelands, rather than going in with set questions and asking them what we want to hear. We are curious about knowing what they want to tell us. About 20 Leadership Montana alumni are participating in this inaugural program. Some are native and some have never visited a tribal nation before this program. You'll hear from these participants as they move through the program, their reflections offer listeners a wide range of perspectives, insights, and levels of familiarity with the communities we are visiting. So let's head to my homelands on the Blackfeet Nation to hear three different conversations. The first is between Chantel Schieffer and Major Robinson as they discuss the origins of the Indigenous Immersion Initiative, their experience in Browning, and how they both hope to carry on the legacy of leadership Montana legend Barbara Braided Hair. The second segment is a quick discussion with Chuck Wynn from Bozeman about his experience visiting Browning, Montana for the first time. And the final segment is a brief interview with Jim Bliss from Kellispell about why he wanted to be part of this inaugural program. This is Chantel. I'm here with Major Robinson, who is the chair of the Indigenous Advisory Council and a big driving force in the creation of, of this program, this Indigenous Immersion Program that we are visiting Blackfeet Nation with today. Hi, Major. Hi, Chantel. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Good. God, it's beautiful out here, isn't it? Let's describe for I our know. viewer, our listeners, what we see. There's this, this beautiful snow-capped mountains. 
this light breeze and this lush green field. We're watching teepees being built and horn camp. This is just a remarkable way to start the day. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, because usually um, you don't see this being so green right now. I mean, there's still snow in the mountains up there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going to sleep last night and seeing those mountains just slowly appear, you know, it's just like, wow, it's just majestic country out here. And, and from there to, we were talking about it earlier, but to this space where they're putting together the horns camp which is their Sundances. Uh, it's kind of a stark contrast because there's no trees mm -mm. at all but it's rolling plains out here and uh, everybody's just kind of putting together the lodges getting ready for this uh, for this very sacred event and we were talking to our driver about this Ryan um, that this like Northern Cheyenne, I'm Northern Cheyenne, and like Northern Cheyenne, it's their renewal ceremony uh, for the whole tribe. So it's the societies, which in some tribes it's called clans, but here it's societies, come together and they uh, renew the tribe so the tribe can start again. Mm. And so this ceremony more than likely will last four days. I don't know all the details of it, but uh, more than likely will last four days. And there's tribal members that commit to offering up themselves meaning in prayer and in physical sacrifice usually fasting and things like that here uh, for the rest of the tribe so that the tribe can continue and our traditions can continue so let's talk a bit about this program this new program that leadership montana has started the indigenous immersion initiative and, and how it started and why and what we're doing here yeah this has <clears throat> been a long time coming hasn't it yeah um, you know, and we always uh, reflect on part of that uh, beginning was um, a trip that our friend Barbara Braided here helped to um, make happen for Northern Cheyenne and for the leaders in leadership Montana, Montana to, to come to Northern Cheyenne and experience Indian country from the inside out, mm -hmm. not just viewing it from the outside. And uh, so that was... 2017. 2017 is when that happened. So now here, five years later, we now have the Indigenous Immersion Program, which is very intentional. So we'll have four different sessions. We had one session first that was down close to Yellowstone. Um, which ranch was that again? Uh, West Creek Ranch. West Creek Ranch, um, where we pulled together 20... Um, alumni from Leadership Montana to come and learn about Indian Country, to learn about Indian Country through native perspective uh, lenses. Um, so that was the first session. The second session was in Missoula uh, to learn about urban Indian life and what it's like uh, growing up uh, on the in the city of Missoula um, and, and from an urban Indian perspective because about 50% of all natives in Montana live off the reservation. Mm -hmm. So that's a significant population as well and a different perspective. And then, and then now to this third session, which is uh, at Blackfeet and actually experiencing uh, what it's like to be on the reservation. And of course you can't learn everything in three days, three short days, but, but we're, we're opening up people's minds about um, what it's like to be native and, and our view of things. And then our fourth session will be in September 
on the Northern Cheyenne Reservation where we get that same opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I had the, the great pr- privilege of growing up just on the other side of those mountains in Kalispell, on the other side of Glacier Park. And this is the first time I've actually been to, to Browning. Um, I lived that close and it took me 46 years to get here. But I am committed to coming back, bringing my family and showing them this community, just just a remarkable community full of vibrancy and life and culture and, you know, economic opportunity and development. And um, I hope that one of the things that all of our participants takes from these experiences is that drive and desire to come back to these communities. What would you say to, to someone who has never been to Browning before? Uh, <clears throat> come, just like we've told the participants, come with your heart open, um, without any biases. And I know that's hard. People, you know, like you said, you're coming for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's been other folks who have come before at a much younger age and they set up these expectations, which, you know, it's based on your perspective 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just asking people, come and open up your minds and your hearts and, and hear this new perspective um, and, and allow yourself to view it from a, a very open uh, lens so that you can really hear what people uh, are sharing. It, it's like... <clears throat> any other community in Montana in some ways. And that is, you know, you're going to have some hardships and you can see that visibly. Um, but you also have some real beauty in, in, in our communities. And, and Browning is no different. Mm-hmm. There's such beauty here, you know. I got to Browning last night and I, I've been here so often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just here last week, you know, for <laughs> any days too, you know, and to be a part of a... a uh, Buffalo Harvest, which mm. was just incredible. Um, so now the powwow is finished. Last night was the last night of the powwow, and I went to the powwow, and it was, it was like returning home, mm. even though I'm not from here, yeah. um, because people were just so warm and friendly and embracing, saying, "Come and be a part of it." They had hand games. They had the um, the uh, horse races. They they had uh, the powwow itself, and so we just asked people to come and, and experience it and, and uh, put your preconceptions aside. So we're in the, the very first year of this Indigenous Immersion Initiative, our pilot year, if you will. What do you hope the future holds for this program? We were talking about that some this morning in the circle mm-hmm. of all of our participants, is that I hope that what it does is that it plants the seed in each one of the participants to just open themselves up and say, hmm, I didn't look at it from that perspective before. Okay. And take that back to their communities, back to their families, and and start to shift this idea of judging people just based on looks alone mm. or based on stories or in some cases based on one experience. Mm-hmm. Of, of, uh, of their experience with an Indian community or an in, you know, a Native American. And so, um, so I'm hoping that the seeds are being planted for that, for, for people to take it back to their families and, and share with them. And as I shared this morning, it's happening the same for myself with my experiences as a Native person, is that I'm taking these experiences back to my family too. 
and uh, and it's nice to know that there are uh, folks out there who are willing to um, put down their biases, their prejudices, their their past history, and say no. Let's look at things as they are today. Let's build bridges. Yes, That's definitely. What leadership Montana is all about building bridges. Definitely building that bridge. Okay, thank you. This is Eric Halverson, and we're just outside of Browning, Montana, the Blackfeet Nation. We're staring at the Horn Camp, which we just learned the Horn Society is the longest standing society in the world, according to Tyson Running Wolf, who we just spoke with. We're with the Indigenous Immersion Initiative, the inaugural group of Leadership Montana in the third session, and we just stepped out of a teepee where we got to listen to Tyson um, tell us about his traditions and answer some questions, and also about his vision for the future. And I'm standing with Chuck Wynn, who's a class participant, former guest on the podcast. Chuck, tell us, tell us what that experience was like just now for you. I don't think it's over dramatic to say it was life changing. Growing up in Montana, living here most of my life, I am ashamed to say that I um, didn't have any much exposure to the Native American culture, reservations. Um, but this being here in this place at that time, listening to Tyson talk about the hope and the values that they have, um, it was inspiring. It's really a blessing to be here. Yeah. So we all got to town last night into Browning and stayed in Browning. You stayed in Browning, right? Stayed in East Glacier. You stayed in East Glacier. And something you shared this morning is something that I actually shared, which is this, like, I'll speak for myself. I felt shame and guilt. And I've been thinking about that ever since. Tell me tell me if that is something you're feeling too and, and what that meant for you to go through that. Yeah. Um, this is Montana. This is the heart of Montana. And um, I didn't feel comfortable here. And it really bothered me why and i've we shared on the podcast i'd go to ethiopia and i felt more comfortable walking around the streets of Addis Ababa, ethiopia than i did um here in browning and i'm ashamed of that and it wasn't because i feared my safety it was because i felt like i was a stranger and that's on me for not reaching out earlier for not getting to know this and that's where the shame comes from is is um growing up here and not reaching out to everyone in Montana, not just the places I am, but the places I'm not. And so, you know, we either lean in or we lean out, and I felt like I was leaning out, and I'm ashamed that that, um, I didn't lean in. And once I started meeting some folks and talking to them, and today this experience has been amazing, um, we are we're all we're all the same if we go down deep enough we're all the same and that area of that's where we can start to build our relationships back up and that's where we can start to um, build consensus and trust and become closer together than we are farther apart which is what i don't like about this time we're in right now 
just feels like everything's a fight. And if you're not on my side, you're automatically my enemy. And doggone it, that's that's no way to live. And it's that's not what being in Montana's about. And I've never stood in this field and get a an idea of what it must have been like 100, 120 years ago for the people that lived here, the Rocky Mountains to the west. You can't even see um, to the east. <laughs> the plains are so vast. And green and lush and the sky is blue and it is an amazing place with amazing people and it just feels really great to be here. All right, we gotta go. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks, brother. Chantel Schieffer again. Jim Bliss is here with me now, sitting here in Browning, enjoying the sun after a beautiful lunch, after visiting some tribal cultural experiences. Jim, how are you today? I am great, thank you. That was a wonderful lunch, and thank you for that, by the way. Well, thank you for that. Jim, I'm curious why you said yes to this experience. This is a, a Leadership Montana experience unlike any others we've had. You've done every other thing that we have, the flagship, the masters, you chair the men's forum. Why did you say yes to being a part of the Indigenous Immersion Initiative? Well, this one's easy for me. It was, uh, uh, when, it, when I first heard about it, it's something I knew nothing about. Right. So if you you don't know what you don't know. And I wanted to know. I want to know about the Native American cultures and, and the tribal nations across the state. I, I just think it's important that I learn so that I can be a better community leader and so that I can be a better grandfather. Right. So what have you learned? What have you learned today? Honestly, I don't think there's been any aha moments for me just yet, Chantel. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what I've learned the most is I have to. Uh, remain open-minded to the information that's coming at me. Um, some of it, as you know, I, I probably don't like a lot of this information, um, but it is a learning experience. And it's, again, it's what you don't know. You know. Mm -hmm. So much of what we do at Leadership Montana is about planting seeds and seeds that might bloom, you know, decades or years or months later. You know, I think back to our flagship experience. We were in flagship class together in 2010 and we graduated and then I didn't see you for many, many years. You um, and I both kind of, you know, took a big step back from Leadership Montana, but then we both, around the same time, took a big step back into it. So I, I am a big believer in those, those seeds that we plant and how they can come back and, and grow uh, into beautiful, um, big, beautiful flowers like you grow at your home. What do you say to that? I say this, you know, <clears throat> what happened to the Native American people a couple hundred years ago, and in some cases still is happening today, uh, has happened because of, of people like all of us that caused that. So if we can learn from our history anything so that 200 years from now lives are different and better, then that's why I'm here. That's why we're doing this. As far as Leadership Montana goes, um, I have... I quickly understood that uh, we need great leaders in Montana. Um, that's not to diminish anybody that's out there. I, I just, I think there's, there's a better way. There's better leadership. Um, there's better listeners. There's more inclusive leaders. Uh, and there, there's leaders that can be 
more for the people of Montana than for themselves. That's why I'm back involved. Hey, Jim, I want to ask you a question really quick, which is just everybody knew that this experience would be really challenging. <clears throat> What's been the most challenging part for you so far? The racism issue, uh, hands down. Um, I am in no way a racist. I hate the word racism. I don't like it. And I didn't expect that's what this program was going to be about. I thought we were going to be bridging gaps and bridging communities and, and learning about each other's cultures. And it quickly became about um, the impact racism has had on the Native American people. And it's understandable. It's, it's important stuff. My hope is we get to a spot where we we really begin to become one community instead of so divided. Right now, we are super divided. Thank you, Jim. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to this first episode of the Listen First Montana miniseries on Leadership Montana's new program, the Indigenous Immersion Initiative. If you'd like to learn more about Marcy McLean, Major Robinson, Chantel Schieffer, Chuck Wynn, or Jim Bliss, you're in luck. Each of these leaders has been a featured guest on this podcast, and we encourage you to check out their episodes wherever you get your podcasts. If you've enjoyed this show and want to support Listen First Montana, please tell a friend about the show or post this episode on social media. Those small steps can really help us connect these stories to more listeners. Our intro song is a rendition of the Montana State song by Scott Gudger, and our other music is from Blue Dot Sessions. We'll see you in two weeks with our next miniseries episode. Until then, thanks for listening to Listen First, Montana. Montana.